Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good practice squad Wednesday, everybody. Oh, John McMullen thinks he's done working. No, 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 no. no he got no. more work to do today. No. The Eagles yeah. will be adding after subtracting yesterday. And we're here to cover it all for you for the next two hours on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Thank you much for punching up Birds 365. Now, I'm going to ask a favor right here at the top for those of you who are watching right now. For all of you who liked and I use that word specifically, uh, Howie Roseman's acquisition yesterday of uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Hit that like button for the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365 right now. That means we'll do well today. If all of you who like what Howie Roseman did yesterday, like us, we'll be okay. Because I thought Howie made a uh, very nice move, but I don't think he quite acquired... Uh, Brian Dawkins and yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, Jody. I'm like, this was universally lauded, and I'm like, I like the deal too. I right. you know, they got younger, they got more athletic. I think long, you know, long term for this season. I'm not talking. Obviously, this is the last year of his rookie deal. Um, I think it's an upgrade. But boy, we got a week to go to the to the start of the regular season. This guy's played 80 snaps at safety, and people are making him out to be Malcolm Jenkins. Well, Malcolm moved from corner to, and he came from New Orleans. This ain't Malcolm Jenkins. Um, yeah, you know, I like the deal. Same here. There's, you know, you and I talked about Jaquaski Tart a lot, and when we saw the contract, and and I, I think we both said, look, nobody knows him better than San Francisco, and they didn't want him. Right. And that tells you something. Right. When when they move on from him and he signs a barely above the minimum contract here, it wasn't like they made a major effort to keep Jaquaski there. 
they had yeah. moved on. They were going in another direction. Said, eh, well, we give him a chance here in Philadelphia. He's the best safety we have on the right. No, he wasn't. At no point was he ever the best safety. They uh, no, at no point he was ever close. But I only bring that up because to a lesser degree, obviously, you know, they only gave up a, a 2023 fifth and a 2024 sixth. This ain't this ain't Ronnie Lott, you know. I, I I mean, and 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 I wonder the the Anthony Harris part of it, which I get because I said that dating back to Tart as well. I said I could see Harris and Tart making this team and both getting cut because if they're not starters, they're not going to be here. Um, and and that's sort of how it developed. Although I start to think. Are they playing that shell game that I mentioned with Tart? Are they going to try to bring Anthony Harris back after week one um, and and sort of let Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson have that launching pad uh, to learn the defense, to learn a new position? Because <laughs> we got a guy who played seven years of safety on, on, a, on, a, on a really good defense, and he couldn't pick up the defense in a month. And this guy's going to pick up the defense in a week and doesn't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think there's some curious parts to this as I sat back and I started to think about it. Can and he start me, week one at safety? And, let, and we got a lot to, to get into, but this was the biggest move, so that's why we're focusing on it. And you might understand this better than me. I didn't play football as a youth. My father suggested I stick to basketball and baseball because I was a skinny kid. So you want to play football, you can play football. I had a big arm. I was a shortstop. I could throw the football. I could throw everything all over the place. But he talked me into not playing football. So I never did. I followed pretty closely. I've done shows with guys like you and former players in the NFL. And I think I understand the game pretty well. But maybe this is something I'm just lacking because I didn't play the game. The corner, uh, the slot corner position is very close and equates to the safety position in a National Football League. Now, you keep telling us how everybody in the league is playing the Vic Fangio defense, and the Eagles are just one of many teams who do that. Is that the case, of course, the board? Because the way they were talking to yesterday, Johnny Mac, slot corner safety, same thing, that they're interchangeable. Yeah. No. I don't think of it that way. No. I think of them, there are similarities you know, in the two positions yeah. for sure, but they're not the same position, and they believe they're just going to move uh, Gardner from uh, the position he was playing to this new position. It's going to be the same thing. The yeah, same well, uh, cover corner compared to the Eagles' free safety. Really, it's the same thing, Johnny Mack? It, it, this all stems from Jonathan Gannon, who, who said a couple weeks ago, who said, Sometimes our slots and, and safeties mirror each other. Um, and then he put sometimes, essentially. Not not all the time, sometimes. And it's usually when they're playing quarters coverage and they're both in the slot. So it's more about the safety. And you see him cross-training Josiah Scott and Andre Sachere over the summer as well, trying to create that type of player in a coverage aspect. But there's times you have to line up and play safety and just a pure safety that what you're thinking about, Jody. And that's what he hasn't done. And they start with this defense. They start – the whole goal of this defense is to start in too high and then spin off into whatever coverage you're playing 
right as they snap the football, which takes a lot of football intelligence, which is one of the reasons they're really high on Marcus Epps because he's a really smart guy. Um, natural safety, been playing safety for a long time, dating back to college. Now, Chauncey played safety in college as well, so he's got some, and he's done it a little bit at the pro level. But no, they're not they're not mirrored positions. Everybody forgot to put on the last word uh, that Jonathan Gannett said, which was essentially sometimes in some ways or some um, – paraphrasing um so in the coverage aspect when they're in the slot that's what he's talking about you know so a safety has to be a slot more than the other way around because he's also told me we're not moving Avante Maddox from the slot um because people keep talking about that right Barrett our boy Barrett said it last night at NBC Sports Philly that maybe they'll move Avante Maddox to say because he played some safety and uh, keep Chauncey Gardner where his best drives me is. nuts. I and love my- Barrett. I love Barrett to death. It drives me nuts. I mean, Avante deserves a lot of credit. I'm going to look this up uh, as we're talking uh, for doing that as a, you know as a uh, young player uh, as as a rookie player. Playing in the at safety when I had a bunch of injury issues, and he fought and he clawed and he did everything he could. What he didn't do was play well. I I I don't he he you know Jim Swartz gave him tremendous credit because he had no other options that was outside of the box. He had never done it before. And he really, really, unlike, for instance, Andre Dillard, when he had to move to right tackle, he didn't just put up his hands and say, uh, he worked and he fought and he did everything humanly possible. But it wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination. He was playing out of position. He, he, by the way, so I was looking, here he is, 92 of 112 as a rookie, uh, pro football focus grades. Uh, it wasn't great. Um, then he was forced, by the way, to play outside, which was even worse because he's, you know, he's too short. He can't play outside corner. Um, Howie, I remember Howie Roseman that year bringing up Aaron Glenn. You know Aaron, ex-Jet, pro bowler, was 5'9", managed to overcome it, was a really good player in this league. Didn't work out. Didn't work out for Avante Maddox. Doesn't work out for most five foot nine corners. And then they finally get him in the slot. Finally get, which is what they drafted him to play originally. And they said, this guy's a slot corner. Even though he played outside of Pitt, you know, you can play outside in college at 5'9". But they drafted him to be a slot corner. Third year, they finally got him in there. They played well. They don't want to move him. They don't want to move him. If you got, if you have the pro football focus grades up, um, did do they rank breakout cornerbacks into slot cornerbacks? Do they rank them in that way or just all cornerbacks? No, they don't. They don't. Uh, all right. But well, he, then that's he, okay. I'll make the point I want to make. My opinion, and again, I don't break down film of every single team every single week, so I don't know, but I know what I see when I do see it. 
I think he's one of the best slot cornerbacks he in is. the NFL. I, I'm going to put him in the top third of the NFL, which is one of the top eight in the NFL. If you got a guy who's top eight in his position, is is Chauncey Gardner like number three? So you, 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 if you're moving Avante Maddox from that position, you're doing so because you're getting better at slot corner. Really, is no. that the line of thinking? It just doesn't make any sense to me, John. Why they would do that? No, Avante's a better slot than than CJ. And he was last year. Um, yeah, exactly. So why would you? Why, it does, it does. He's now, Gardner's going to be a uh, safety. It's going to be a transition. It's going to take some time. And they're not just going to snap their fingers. And he's going to fit right into the Eagle defense. I think he'll get better as the year goes on. But again, listening to some of the Eagle fans and even some uh, media across the board, it sounded to me like they had acquired Brian Dawkins. Yeah. Oh my here. God! Howie Roseman went out and got the best safety on the planet. No, I'm, he got I'm, a better I'm, safety than what they had, but Jody, not the best safety on the planet. You know, we don't always agree. We we agree. I sat there when they made this deal. Uh, uh, you know, my immediate reaction was, "Wow, that's a that's a really good deal." Yep. And then I started thinking about it, and I I'm I'm starting to bring everything into it. And everybody's going overboard, like you said. You know, Brian Dawkins, he's about as close to Malcolm Jenkins as Kayvon Wallace is to Brian Dawkins, all right? Just because Kayvon Wallace played at Kent Clemson doesn't make him Brian Dawkins. Just because Malcolm Jenkins went came from New Orleans doesn't make C.J. Gardner-Johnson uh, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, I, 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 I don't understand people who go down that route. They got look. They got better from a youth standpoint, from an athletic athleticism standpoint, from a trait standpoint. I know they wanted more range at safety. They value coverage more than run support. That's why they're they're trying to go down this route. Maybe it works. I I hope it works. But yeah, I think there's going to be I you know there's going to be some hiccups. Eighty snaps as a safety in his NFL career entering his fourth year 80 reps as a net as a real safety and the other thing and uh, I know we got a lot to get in here um loved Howie yesterday the attempt at humor again just uh, he makes me laugh with his inability to be funny I oh laugh, my god I kind of laugh and at him more stop. than I, and I laugh stop. with him but he, he, he loves to crack jokes at these and, things. And and they usually falls flat on his face. Uh, but one of the things you talk, I went in mentioning the deal, oh, and he comes from the right university, Florida, which is Howie's university. The Eagles passed on him three or four times three years ago when he was available. It was a fourth round pick, right? And yeah, I don't remember if the Saints pick. or the Eagles picked first in that round. But it wasn't like Howie was in love with the kid coming out of the right university when he uh, entered the draft early, it's not a good sign when you enter the draft early and you don't go to the fourth round. Um, but they had their crack at this guy. Now, he improved you know, way much more on it, what he did in the NFL than he, would, he did in Florida. But I thought it was kind of funny that he emphasized Florida. Howie, if you loved him because he came out of Florida, why didn't you take him three years ago? But uh, again, not, 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 uh, we got a lot to cover and uh, this is only part of it. One quick question. Jimmy Kemsky is going to join us coming up less than five minutes. And he was the victorious 
Eagles 53-man roster contest winner. Did he have Josh Sills? No, nobody had Josh. Nobody Sills. had Josh. Nobody. Sills. All right, good. Nobody. So nobody. I can get on your Josh case because I'm really getting on everybody else's case for all you guys who are down there every single day and got a chance to see him. It, nobody saw this coming. Did no. they keep it under wraps? Was it no, well, was a film warrior? How does he make the team over a guy like Anderson who had already been here, done that, proven himself in games for the National Football League? It wasn't like he was the only non-drafted free agent because everybody's got to have one. They already have like a gyp. They already had Joe. They didn't have to go there with Sills. Where did this come out of? Uh, Jeff Stoutland. Uh, Jeff has tremendous, tremendous power in that organization. And if he wants somebody, um, they're going to defer to him. Um, and he wanted him. You know, I think it all stems in hindsight. And hopefully I get to talk to Stout about this soon. But uh, I think it all stems from the concussions that Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard had at the same time. And I just talked about um, Avante Maddox's willingness to, to move to free safety, even though he never did it before. Uh, they needed a, a left tackle just to get through practice and they moved sills out there and it wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but again, he's out there fighting, he's clawing, he's trying hard. He did better than expected. Um, and I think, you know, he values that. So he's got inside, you know, outside versatility a little bit. Um, and he just likes him and he thinks he's got, um, uh, long-term potential and they're going to defer to Jeff Stoutland when it comes to offensive linemen. So if he says Sills has got a bigger upside than Anderson, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to go with Jeff Stoutland, but nobody saw it coming. Nobody. That, that kind of surprised me. I didn't see it. Coming. I had him behind Coyote Awasika as well. So when I had Anderson as my 10th, Awasika would be my 11th and uh, Stills would have been my 12th. Um, he likes him. He likes him. And, you know, when you, he's the 10th offensive lineman, so obviously he's a developmental guy. You're not going to get down to him to play. Um, and he deserves deference, man. If any assistant coach deserves it, he does. That's true. So, um, I would err and, you know, he can always go to Alabama whenever the hell he wants. So, you know, he's got a lot of power. I used to joke when Jason Peters was here, the flow chart was Jeffrey Lurie, Jason Peters, Howie Roseman, and then on down. Now the flow chart might be Jeffrey Lurie, Julian Lurie, Jeff Stoutland, and it flows on down. <laughs> Stoutland yeah. does have that kind of uh, power in the organization, and he's earned it. He deserves it. Uh, he just did a real nice job of hiding it from everybody because nobody knew that uh, Mr. Sills was in the, the apple of the eye of the Eagles offensive line coach. I eat John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. We still got plenty to get into. The Eagles cut the 53. There'll be additions back today. Guys added to the practice squad. Uh, there weren't all that many surprising cuts. There were no guys that just Well, up. Anthony Harris was the biggest surprise. You knew that came and then like five minutes later, the news of the trade broke. So you knew something was up. Um, but obviously, you know, Jimmy got 51 and one. There were, I got 50. There were about four or five of us that got 50. 
Um, my big swing was Tart, which I, which was a terrible mistake. Uh, you know, I thought the other safeties were so bad. I thought, well, maybe they're just lean on the veteran presence. And that was a terrible, terrible mistake. Um, and I'm trying to, what, which other one did I, oh, Reed Blankenship I didn't get. I thought, I thought Reed would, I thought they would default to getting Reed on the practice Practice squad. Um, and, and, you know, he, but he played well. So I, I'm not stunned that Reed Blankenship made the team, but, uh, I didn't pick him. We will get to and the guy. The who, champ, the champs in the green room. The champs there in the is. house. <laughs> and we will punch him up next. Uh, Jimmy Ketsky from Phillyvoice.com gonna jump on with Mac and Mac on Birds 365. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac, your MAGA Mac Birds 365 guys, joined by the champion, the man who picked the most uh, number of players right to make the Eagles original 53-man roster, Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice joins us. Your first chance to wear the belt for the entire year, right? That's right. Yeah, it's my first uh, 53-man roster chip. And congratulations, uh, ending the oppressive regime of the Wolf. <laughs> Repressive. I think everyone was rooting against him. So back in the day when the Eagles had the uh, the field goal kicking competition, yeah, of which I also have a championship uh, under my belt, uh, I did not stop talking about my win for a full <laughs> year. And when I missed my kick the next year, thus eliminating me from that competition, Everyone was cheering that I was out. <laughs> so uh, Bo is getting a lot of that today and yesterday after yeah. his loss. And, the- and and don't kid yourself. I, I know it wasn't there, but I've certainly gotten it secondhand. McMullen did a victory lap all year, too, when he won. So yeah, what, year, point, what year did you win, He's pointing fingers at Wolf like, oh, my nah, God, that obnoxious. It was. After it, he won. It, it's hey, been Johnny a while Mack now. So it was me. It was Jeff. Jeff won the year then i won then less won uh then it was three years of, of bow so i would have to do the math and now we've been it's doing Jimmy this for Kemsky. a while i didn't realize how long it's been yeah um that was the first year so okay. i won in the first year and then i've been second like three or four times now as, so. as have i before yeah. my win I yeah. was sort of like the Jim Kelly or the Dan Marino yeah. or whatever. Of, uh... I'm, yeah, I'm the Jim <laughs> Kelly now. So, but like four, like, like I had 50 yesterday. Four, four, Bo told me four or five guys had 50. So yeah. it's not necessarily second place, but we're not going to look at the practice squad to figure out second place. <laughs> right. Jimmy, yeah. which was the key guy that you got that others didn't that uh, lifted you to the victory? Yeah, I had uh, Andre Sachere off. Uh, which I think a lot of people had him on. Did you have him on, John? I had him off. Okay. I had him off. I screwed up my big swing. And I do, you know, I try to win this thing. So I figured, I, you know, the safeties were so bad I in the preseason. Yeah. I defaulted. Maybe they'll go with Tart, just a veteran. Yeah. And that was just dumb. They were telling me all summer, <laughs> this guy stinks. And I didn't believe it. And I probably because I do the show and we have listeners. Oh, Tart's the best safety the Eagles have. And I'm like, maybe they default to the veteran guy. It was just the dumbest decision. I he did. was a Monday cut, too. He didn't even yeah. make it to the final yeah, day. It was, they, they told they told me all summer and I didn't listen. <laughs> they smacked me in the face with it. But that was that that was the hard position to figure out, safety. Yeah. So the way oh, yeah. I, the I didn't way have I read was, either. So yeah, I read I read on screwed me up. Yeah. So he was my third safety. I had him on. Like I I thought that he was just great throughout camp and, and the preseason games. I just had him making the roster. And then for me, it was a decision between Kayvon, uh Kayvon Wallace, uh Josiah Scott, Sachere. Nobody saw Anthony Harris get cut. So I Anthony Harris yeah. gets cut. They trade for Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Nobody had that. Nobody of course, had nobody that, had yeah. Josh Sills making the team. Uh, whether you had Coyote Awashika or you had uh, Jack Anderson as the tenth offensive yeah, lineman. Jack, I Jack Anderson. Yeah, so. but nobody had Sills. But the safety position, I had Reed on, uh, just flat on, like no debate in my mind on that. And then uh, from there, it was it was, do they bring Kayvon Wallace back, even though he hasn't had a, a great camp? And they did because 
in my opinion, anyways. He's a recent fourth round pick. Yeah. He's gonna get a third year. Yeah, to show he, what he, he can didn't do deserve to make this team. I didn't think so. I had him. I had him on there. I so had him on, and then uh, from there it was between Josiah Scott and Andre Sachery. And in my mind, it was okay. Well, Scott is three years younger, and Sachery is on his sixth team in five yeah. years. Who's lining up to claim that guy? And if somebody claims him. So what? You, you got to be prepared to lose a, a guy yeah. like that if, if you have like to. Like so. Noah Tungiai. Oh, the Eagles <laughs> lost <laughs> <Yes>. Noah Tungiai. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. They, they um, may lose Noah Tungiai again. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. To be scooped <laughs> up. All right. Uh, let, let both John and I be on the record. I think we see this exactly the same. I'm interested to see what you see. John and I both really like to trade Howie Roseman. Yet, yet oh, sure. They yeah. got a better player. Yeah. They didn't pay a whole heck of a lot for it. Minimal compensation at best. More athletic, all those things. And John and I just commented to the ire of some of our streamers here um, that some people have stated this acquisition is like getting Brian Dawkins, that this is the missing piece <laughs> of all missing pieces, that they got a Pro Bowl safety when he played all of 80 snaps at safety last year. We're yeah. just trying to put it. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done in its proper perspective that some people are overstating how huge a deal this was for the Eagles. It's a win. Good on you, Howie. Thank you very much. But they didn't uh, lock up their Super Bowl appearance because of the acquisition of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, right, Jimmy? He'll help. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll help them uh, win games and he'll be an upgrade over Anthony Harris, in my opinion. But it is a projection for him to go from basically being a slot corner yeah. In New Orleans to now being a safety, and they're, they're, the Eagles are probably going to ask him to do more uh, from the safety from a more traditional safety spot than he did in New Orleans. He did that in college. He played the quote unquote star position uh, in Florida uh, in college, which is sort of like a slot corner on steroids. <laughs> and then, like, he's playing slot corner, he's playing safety, he's playing some linebacker. So, he's a really physical player. He's a really like annoying player. To opposing offenses he doesn't shut up the entire game and he really has a knack for getting uh, under the skin uh, of opposing offensive players so that'll be fun to watch but he's a good cover guy I think he's probably you know one of the top five slot corners in the NFL um, so they have a guy that can now match up against sort of bigger slot corners or excuse me uh, slot receivers whereas Maddox is you know maybe more adept at handle adept at, at handling you know sort of the the shiftier, speedier type of guys. So they can, I look at it like this. So offensively, the Eagles have Quez Watkins and um, Zach Pascal as their slot receivers. And now they can kind of base their game plan around uh, who's the opposing defensive slot corner. If it's a smaller guy, you can have Pascal go out and, and bully that guy. If it's a bigger, slower guy, well, that leaves you susceptible to the bigger play against the guy like Quez. Well, now the Eagles have two different kinds of slot corners in Avante Maddox and now in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Gardner-Johnson being the more physical guy, Avante being the, the more 
uh, speedier, fast, uh, athletic guy. And it'll be hard for opposing offenses to sort of, you know, take advantage of one guy or the other now. So he's going to play safety, but he's also going to play plenty of slack corner, I would imagine, as well. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Jonathan Gannon sort of, um, you know, moves these guys around. And if a third safety can play on the back end, if they do have uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson dropping down in the slot on occasion. Um. You mentioned that word projection, Jimmy, which yeah. I agree with. Now, now here's – I've also mentioned that. And here's the problem with that. It might work great. We got a week before Detroit, essentially. <laughs> right. um, can he possibly start? We just went through a whole training camp. I hate to yeah. keep talking about Tart, but that guy's played seven years of football at safety on a good defense – and he couldn't pick up the terminology change. Yeah. And they're both big Fangio defenses. Um, yeah. yeah Denard Wilson even said so that, uh, yeah. that he, that he was having trouble picking yeah. it up. And that was a couple weeks in the, that was either a week in the camp or something like that. Um, but they had signed Tart, you know, back in June. June. <laughs> I yeah. believe so. He had already been with the team for a while. Yeah. So yeah, it's certainly a good point that you bring up. I imagine he probably will start just because he has ability. Um, like you said, they're, they're about a week and a half out from, from this first, you know, from this week one game. And I do imagine he'll start, but it's not a lock that, that he will. I'm certainly with you on that. Um, real as a follow-up, um, is there a chance Anthony Harris is back by week two, the the old (laughs) shuffle, um, non-guaranteed contract, bring him back after that week one game, you get through week one with Kayvon Wallace or Mm -hmm. Reed Blankenship. Any possibility that's still out there? Yeah, I imagine they probably feel more comfortable putting him out there than Kayvon Wallace or Reed Blankenship or um, Josiah Scott or whoever whoever you want to name. I could certainly see that. I don't know what kind of attention Anthony Harris is going to get from the other 31 teams now that he's free to sign pretty much anywhere. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see if he gets you know any bites uh, around the league. And if he doesn't, Sure. Yeah, I could see them bringing him back. And and as a third, I like him better as a third safety than I do as a starting safety. And he's not going to cost a lot of money. He signed here this offseason for very little money to begin yeah. with. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to bring him back, it shouldn't be that expensive. I, don't, I'm, I, I could absolutely see that. Jimmy, need your take on a position we always end up talking about, and that's quarterback. And yeah. it's the third quarterback of the field. Not the first. We know he is. Not the second. We know he is. But as of right now, they don't have a third quarterback, although Howie made sure he told everybody, oh, we'll have third quarterback tomorrow. Yeah, uh, There will be a quarterback on the practice squad, which everybody knows. Um, Reed Sinet did nothing for me this spring. I mean, he did not open my eyes a little bit. I don't care how good He's a better than Carson Strong. I'll give him that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay. That that, that 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 gives me much comfort that he was better than Carson. And you want to know something? I don't know that he's better than Carson Strong. And and oh, Strong yeah. was so bad, he might not even grab on with a practice squad anywhere else either. But I, I so what? If not good enough to play is not good enough to play, I don't care how far away you are from good enough to play you are. If you're not good enough to play, you're not good enough to play. Is Senna coming back here? Is how we going to go out and get somebody else? He looked a lot better in practices than he did in the games. Um I did think that he sh- so he in that in the preseason game against the Browns he showed 
what he has. Like he's got some tools and he showed what he has on that deep ball that he threw to Devin Allen, which I believe was the, I, I, it was the Jimmy, I think, yeah. Jimmy, I've heard you have got a big arm. I think you could have thrown it to Devin <laughs> Allen. He went so far behind the defense. Basically, anybody with anything to an arm could have gotten it to. Well, it was still a good play. throw. I mean, he 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 did show his arm strength on that play. And I thought he showed his arm strength throughout uh, training camp as well. So, again, like I said, I, I thought he was better in the practices than he was in the games. I'm with you wholeheartedly in that he left plenty to be desired. Uh, in the three preseason games overall and was not deserving to make the team. And in fact, I don't think any of the beat writers had him. None had him no. making the team. Um, so yeah, I could see him coming back um, on, on the practice squad. By my count, there were 11 teams last year that had to play their third quarterback at some point last season. And I think the third quarterback is more important in the COVID era than it has been in, pre- in prior years because yeah, guys definitely yeah. go out because of COVID and you, sometimes you need that third quarterback and, and, you know, teams have needed them. I don't know that uh, Reed Sinet is, is coming in and, um, you know, beating anybody good, but if he had to come in and play against one of these terrible teams on the Eagles schedule, maybe you just rely on your running attack uh, for, for a week or whatever it is. And, and he can maybe get you through. Uh, but for now, he's not going to be on the 53-man roster. I could see – so last year, you know, I think uh, the Eagles made a move that nobody saw coming when they traded for Minshew when they already had Hurts as the starter and and Joe Flacco as, as the number two. So could Howie surprise us again? Maybe. I don't know what's available, who's like, you know, looking to trade their quarterback or anything like that. Uh, but I wouldn't rule out them adding somebody to, directly to the 53-man roster, though I do think it is more likely that they – just bring somebody back to the practice squad, and I think that'll probably be reason it. Well, let's talk about the waiver wire. Uh, you got till 12 o'clock today. There's that little hiccup. Uh, you can't put somebody on the injured reserve because yeah. of the timing. So if you if you claim somebody on waivers, you have to cut somebody on the initial 53. Um, odds are your thoughts that the Eagles are going to claim somebody. Three running backs looks really light. The yeah. offense as a whole, you have an offensive head coach. I think it was 23 offensive players uh, as opposed to 27 on defense. And then the three specialists. Can you get through a 17-game season with only three running backs on the on on the roster and Miles' injury situation? And and then you factor in the practice squad. Obviously, you can toggle guys back and forth, but your thoughts on on them claiming somebody on waivers, and I think they're nineteenth uh, on on the waiver wire. Yeah, nineteenth is right. So that'll be difficult for them to get sort of the prized, for lack of a better way of put on how prized they are, if they got cut by their original teams. But of of the 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 maybe appealing players to the Eagles, might be difficult for them to slide all the way down to to nineteen uh, without them being claimed ahead of time. It did kind of seem. Tell me if you think I'm wrong on this, John, because you were there too. During how you know, after Howie Roseman's press conference, he was somebody he got asked about. Um, I think the cameras were still on at this point, so we can talk about it. But <laughs> he got asked about how uh, um, about the IR rule that you just noted. Yeah, where yeah. 
Um, yeah, he wants to get a change. Yeah, yeah he wants a change. He yeah. said, uh, "John Ferrari, yeah. we got to get him yeah. on that, and uh, he, you know, let's let's propose a, a rule change to the NFL." Yeah. For that leads me to believe they are looking at the waiver guys, and they'd like to put in a yeah. claim on someone, but they can't IR someone <laughs> to, to be able to do that. They'd have to. He seemed annoyed by yeah. that this year, so it did seem to me like they did have interest, maybe in somebody on the waiver wire, but were annoyed that they couldn't put somebody on IR and instead had to cut somebody and able to put that waiver claim in. So, uh, or if they were awarded a player anyway, they'd have to cut someone. Um, so it does seem like they are going to maybe put in a claim on somebody. That's sort of the read that I had from that back and forth. Uh, so we'll see, but uh, I'm with you that I think the most likely position that they address if they do put a claim in is, is running back because they only have three of them and they don't have that power element that I think they like to have, you know, among their, among their backs. Yeah, All right. You're a champion real quick, Jody, before you jump in. So I want another prediction. If there is a waiver claim, who's number 53 on this roster? Who's going, you know, I hadn't really had a chance to take a look at the guys that got cut. Once they traded for Chauncey Gardner Johnson, my day was wrecked. Yeah. Like well, had, of course yeah. I had to focus. I had to hammer but that. No, out. I'm not talking about, I don't want a prediction on the waiver. Oh, guy. okay. I want, if they claim somebody on waivers, cause that's impossible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, who do they cut? Then he's going to brag about David Sims or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, um, I'm saying if they pick up somebody, whoever mm. it is, whomever, yeah. who's the first guy to go, who's that oh, okay. guy on the roster. I think it's probably one of those safeties. Um, it could also be Sills. So it could be Sills. Maybe they just uh, have nine offensive linemen. Uh, it could be one of the safeties. Like, I don't think Kayvon's going again. I, I don't Reed? think they're going to, I don't yeah. think they're going to cut Reed. Yeah. I, I'm going to go Sills. I, I would say Sills is probably the guy that has to worry about losing his so job. Lock off another offensive player. Johnny Mack just pointed out it's 27 <laughs> 23. Yeah. One more, but it, it may be an offensive player they're claiming. Damn, if they claim a defensive player and cut another offensive player, that'd be tough to, to stomach. I right, wait, uh, you know, I'm obsessed with quarterback. How involved will Jeff Lurie be in this decision? Because if he is, the unstoppable Nate Sudfeld is available. No, he's not. He signed <laughs> no, with he's, Detroit. That's right. He, he already played week one. Yeah, he's, he's going to give away in. all the Eagles' secrets yeah. to Detroit ahead of week one. Yeah. I don't know. If he's unstoppable, he's unstoppable at giving information to his <laughs> yeah. new team, too. That's not good for the Eagles. Um, the guy that I like is Strebler, who the Jets cut. He was their fourth-string quarterback coming yeah. into camp. He won all three of his games, last possession, down the field. I know he's a little bit older. Johnny and I debated this yesterday. If they bring anybody back, it's going to be a young guy, a guy they can develop. Or, I don't know, like Reed Sinet. How'd that work out? Um, well, Ke- give me Kellen the best Mond. player. Yeah, Kellen, Kellen Mond, Mond is out there, too. Yeah. I, can, can't I'll, play. I, I, I think he'll probably get claimed before the Eagles would have a chance at him anyway. So, yeah. I don't think it matters. Yeah, people get enamored. I'm with you, Jody. I don't think he can play. I don't think but, he can play. Um, people get enamored with the draft pedigree and – Mm-hmm. Um, third round pick, and he gets cut in the second year. The coach didn't like him. New coach, so they they talk a yeah, new regime. In, yeah, so that, that 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 factors in, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely. But, but I think yeah, in the new regime, the head coach is a quarterback. So if you got to look at the kid all throughout camp and said, "Not <laughs> good enough true. for us to keep," and oh, yeah, by the true. way, they cut Mannion too. 
They yeah. got both of their quarterbacks. So we're worried about the Eagles because they're down to two. The Vikings and they got, they got Nick uh, Nick Mullins. It's uh, ex-Eagles backups all over the league. Another Nick, guy. Nick Sudfeld, Nick Mullins. Can't play a little bit. Um, yeah, you're harsh on those well, backups. in favor of Nick Mullins. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. good. I get harsh on quarterbacks. I got yeah. guys that I like a lot and guys that I don't like a little bit. Yeah, how bad <laughs> is Kellen Munn that they said, hey, Nick Mullins is better. Let's bring Nick Mullins in. <laughs> That's right. That's enough for me. Um, yes. Jalen Rager. Yes. Surprised or not surprised that uh, the Eagles couldn't work something out? And- not surprised. I I don't know how much interest was in Jalen Rager around the league. I, I thought we you know we saw some some you know reports hinting at you know something might get done before the deadline. They could still trade him after the deadline. Yeah. Um, you look back at 2016 for example. They held on to Eric Rowe through final cuts, and then they proved to the league we're not cutting him. We'll keep him instead of cutting him. And they wound up trading him, trading him to uh, Patriots, I believe. Yeah, Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could still get done. Uh, I don't think they're trading Andre Dillard. I think their asking price is going to be way too high for him. And I think the tape that he, I think you know what he put on tape through the preseason games, isn't going to be good enough for teams to go. Oh yeah, we'll give you a second no, round. Pick he did not guy. play well against the Dolphins <laughs> so, at all. So uh-huh. he's not going anywhere. I don't think. Yeah, Rager. If the Eagles are willing to take like a sixth or seventh round pick, maybe. But I think they're probably just unrealistic. On, I mean, they should be unrealistic given some of the trades that they've. That these two trades that they've made with the Saints are crazy with with what they've gotten yeah. back from that team. Yeah, um, I think Chris Franklin asked how we, you know, what what you know he has this rapport with Mickey Loomis. No, he just beats him like a drum. That's why he keeps calling <laughs> right. the Saints. So uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll see if, uh, if if how he gets what he wants ultimately for for Jalen Rager. But you got to also look at they don't who's your punt returner if you trade Rager? They have nothing otherwise. I guess you could, I know. they're able to get Covey back to the practice squad. You can call him up maybe, um, but otherwise, I mean, who who would it be? So they kind of have to have him for now um, until they have you know sort of a backup option at, at, at punt returner. Uh, but yeah, it was, I don't know that it was a surprise so much that that he didn't get cut or that, that he didn't get traded ahead of the ahead of the deadline. I don't think it was a surprise in the slightest that he made the team. Oh, they no. were never yeah. going to. He him was going to make. They were yeah. never going to cut him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. One of the other positions, Sean and I debated yesterday before the fifty-three man came down, was tight end. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going with three running backs. They did. There's still a possibility of a change. I thought the three tight ends were blatantly obvious. Uh, JM thought. Uh, they 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 might look to upgrade that position still. Do you think they'll do it now that we're in the next phase, the next stage of it, or do you think that they look at the guy and all three are healthy right now? Calcaterra's healthy. At least he looked good uh, against the Dolphins last week. Are those three guys going to be here uh, for the first game, second game, third game, or do you think tight end is still a position that they're looking at to potentially upgrade? Yeah, Calcaterra showed something as a receiver early in camp before he got hurt. And then when he came back, he again showed, you know, ability as a receiver. He's got a long way to go as a blocker, as we saw in the preseason game against the Dolphins. Um, I didn't really focus on his block. I didn't really get a chance to focus on his blocking throughout training camp. Uh, but he's a better receiver than he is a blocker, while Jack Stoll is a better blocker than he is a receiver. You put those two guys together, they might have something there. But uh, but for now, those individ- those players individually are flawed players that you know have upside in certain areas. So they'll probably be co-tight end number twos 
and they'll deploy those guys de- depending on matchups and such uh, against opposing defenses. But yeah, I- I'd say the tight end position is one that if the right guy, you know, became available that they could add to. Um, again, if you do that, where are you cutting someone? So <laughs> is, is a fourth tight end going to be more valuable than a fourth or fifth safety or the 10th offensive lineman? Uh, that's probably for the Eagles to decide, but uh, yeah, if, if the right talent comes around, I think they'll they'll make you know they'll make an exception and they'll bring them in. But but from my, I would guess that they'll probably just kind of roll with Stoll and uh, and Calcaterra because they do bring all the skill sets to the table between the two of them. Just like I said, individually, they're they're not complete players. Last one for me, Jimmy, at Jimmy Kemsky, read the champion at (laughs) phillyboys.com. The reigning, you get to say, the reigning and soon-to-be defending champion. we got to get Paul Heyman if you're a wrestling fan. I got him (laughs) to shout me out when I was the reigning and defending champion. But um, I will leave you with this and the fact that the, the expectations of this team are sky high now that they got Ronnie Lott to play safety. (laughs) <laughs> um, if, if, if this team is going to underachieve besides injuries, which is obvious if you yeah. get too many injuries and, 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 and besides the quarterback, I'm going to really narrow focus it. If this team is going to underachieve, what would the reason be besides those two obvious, um, pass? Yeah. Well, Hertz is the obvious one. And then. You know what? What, what will Ganathan? What will Ganathan? What will Ganathan Johnnan? <laughs> what will John and Ganath? John Ganath? Does that make him GJ oh instead God, of JG? Okay, that's it why is... I call him JG. Yeah. <sighs> what will the Eagles' defense under JG be? They got a lot of new players, um, so there's you know figuring out uh, how to use them to their to, to maximize their skill sets while also. Um, you know, staying within the structure of the defense. And uh, if they just play that soft shell defense that any decent quarterback tore apart last year, then, you know, the, the, the new personnel, the new personnel will matter anyway, I guess. But it, it, if they're just going to get torn apart by, you know, any any good quarterback that they play, then it's going to be a quick first round exit uh, in the playoffs, I would imagine. So um, I'm interested to see what he can do with uh, this new group of, of much better, better upgraded players that you know the front office front office has gotten for him um but yeah that what what he's able to do with this defense would would, i think is the difference between you know them making a a a deep run into the playoffs or not um we'll see how you know how he can you know sort of mesh all these all these guys with varying skill sets together and and um what he can do creatively to to confuse uh, opposing offenses all right, J.K., uh, we may or may not get you back on again before the Eagles play their first game. Um, they're in Detroit against the Lions. Uh, the ability of Nate Sudfeld to pass along state secrets. A year removed, an entire new coaching staff in place. But let's say he doesn't have all the answers for uh, Dan Campbell up there in Detroit. The Eagles only hung a 44 burger on them last year, but some people we've had on the show are really nervous about playing the Lions first week of the season. I say double digits. By the way, Howie seemed a little nervous. He he, he did say something like we're going to get everything they have or something like that. 
Yeah. Um, I don't he's see it. Halt, so. <laughs> like, yeah. For me, it's just as simple as looking at the roster and going, yeah, that's just the team just isn't that good. Um, I can't see them. I mean, certainly they can lose to anybody. It's the NFL. But um, my, my feeling is I think you want to get the bad teams on your schedule early because as the season progresses, you get the better, more accurately, I would say, you want to get the good teams on your schedule later in the season because something can happen to them, like they lose their quarterback or something at some, somewhere along the way, and then that team, that good That's team, interesting, is a, Jimmy, because I think the opposite. Yeah, okay. I think, I think you want to get the bad teams later when they know they're bad. Oh, like that, that makes fired, sense. They're yeah. fired up early especially home opener. I think that's what Howie was saying. Jimmy, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why you're right. Up. Specifically with the Eagles in mind, this team is not 100% ready to play. They they basically come out and admit they're not because, yeah, we're not going to put the work in because God forbid somebody get hurt. We're going to we're gonna go a little bit lesser than everybody else because we know better. We think outside the box. We're going to be 100% healthy. And for the most part, they are. So at least their theory of why they don't put in as much work as other teams around the National Football League work. Now, how does it uh, play itself out on the field? I'm glad they don't have to test themselves week one against Detroit. Just show up, put your talent out there, win the football game because you're a better football team. That's exactly what I think is going to happen in Detroit. Yeah, you look at last year, and um, they played a bad team week one in, in Atlanta. And they smoked that team. Yeah, they did. On the <laughs> other, on on the flip side, after like the first five or six games of the season, the Eagles were on pace to shatter a record for the most penalties in a yeah. season. Yeah. So you know it can go both ways. But they they cannot lose this Detroit game because if they do, <laughs> the whole focus is is going to be on the you know not playing guys in preseason games and having know a low number of practices and practices that sometimes only went like an hour <laughs> like so like yeah there's gonna be a big focus on that if they if they lose oh, in Detroit yeah. for sure yeah we we kept you less than an hour not by much but enough <laughs> uh, as always uh we appreciate when you do hop on I was psyched when uh McMullen texted me yesterday and said Kemsky won the contest and he's coming and I said we will uh we will give the hosannas to the champion uh, congratulations on winning the contest, and we look forward to talking to you a bunch of times during the season. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it, guys. Nice, Jimmy. Bringing the championship <laughs> belt back to Malta, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, was, you must be proud. Too. Yeah, uh, I'm, I should take. I'm him disgusted out to the, with myself. Should Jimmy. take him disgusted. out to the Malton Pub tonight uh, for a congratulatory cocktail. Did not know, know that till yesterday, but I owe Kemsky. We owe him. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed uh, having him on. Uh, we've got a returning veteran to the show a little later. We haven't had Michael K on in a good couple of months, as a matter of fact. He also does a yeah. It's going to be a short stint, but I wanted to get him on. So uh, K can't jump aboard till late in the show, but we'll punch him up, get ten or fifteen quality minutes out of him. Uh, looking forward to talking to him as well. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. We are your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys.
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls. And the pools. Go for the oohs. And the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. John McMullen, I'm Jody McDonald. This is Birds 365 on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Oh, we got a couple more people streaming in. I put this request out there when the show started. Uh, we've got a whole whole bunch more people streamed in right now. Please do us a favor. If you liked, maybe even loved the trade that Howie Roseman made yesterday. John and I both like it. We both like it a lot. We're trying to come up short of the love thing, which some... Eagle media members and or fans, I thought, overreacted to the steal that Howie Roseman pulled off uh, yesterday. But if you're one of those who just loved what Howie Roseman did, well, then hit the like button right now for Macamac. Uh, share some love with us while you're at it. Shoot, I got the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. I, I did say that here on Birds 365 yesterday, right? That I made a wager over the weekend for the Philadelphia Eagles to win the yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, Miami, right? Yeah. Uh, Eagles yeah. beat Miami in the Super Bowl. You got hyped up by that preseason game, man. Uh, you, you got, got that up. right. 500 to 1. Now, John, between you and I and not the 399 people that are tuned in right now, I also bet Miami to beat the Eagles. I oh. played it both ways. I, oh. I, I didn't just play Eagles over Miami. It was 500 to 1 either way, so I covered myself. So if it's the Eagles and the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, 
yours truly wins. Somebody's going to win or lose that game, not the Mac man. I'm winning either way. So I have officially put my good hard-earned money on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I, I think you got a better chance with the NFC side of that equation than the AFC side. But it, m- most of that has to do with oh, – uh, that's, that's what it is if you look at them individually. The Eagles were 30-1 to 1 to yeah. win the Super Bowl two weeks ago. They're down to 25 almost everywhere, and in some places down to 22. The Dolphins, despite – Balling out in preseason are still forty to one to yeah. The That's because of the AFC. The AFC. I mean, the, there's the yeah. I mean, how do you get through Buffalo and Kansas City and uh, three playoff wins at a time for the Dolphins? That's yeah. uh, you just keep picking them off, picking them off. The the, the two haters are going to have to come to the four and go. There's a lot yeah. of those in 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 Miami in who Miami cover and, who and cover across. Them. And across now, the country. Most of the Miami fans love to uh um the the Dolphins beat writers. They get a lot of uh you think we're bad. Oof. They 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 are miserable to Tua. Miserable. And we'll see what Mr. Tungabaloa does this year. I think they've got an evil genius coach who knows how to uh build Yeah, I don't know offense. about that, man. I don't I don't know about I don't know. All right, quick question for you. Which McDaniels you taking? Miami McDaniels or Vegas McDaniels? Neither. You got to pick one of them. Uh, Neither wasn't I'll, an option. You got to take one. Uh, then I, I, then I will take Mike. Thank you very take, much. Um, I don't like. And Josh, Josh McDaniels was how close to being the Eagle coach? Very close. Very close. Well, you know, actually, is it really that close if the owner's not that on board? Uh, Howie recommended Josh McDaniels to be the coach. And, uh, you know, Jeffrey Lurie didn't want him. And Jeffrey Lurie was was correct because, you know, no matter what those two guys say, and they said all the right things, obviously, we can coexist, we can get along, we can work together. That, they, that would not have happened. That would not have happened. I would have given that honeymoon one season at most. Right. And, and the funny thing about it is now he and Sirianni are like the – that was part of the Abin Costello thing they had yeah. going yesterday. He's trying to drag Sirianni in on his jokes. Yeah, I he's trying they, to make him like a contributor to his uh, attempt. I think they practice uh, high fives and fist bumps before they come out together. Uh, yeah, they're they're like two peas in a pod. Right Sirianni, Sirianni's got to tell the world that Sirianni waits at the uh, parking facility for uh, guys with stalled cars after they get beat yeah. by Tampa. You know what the funniest and- part of that was? The funniest part, uh, how we started the press conference, as it typically does, very somber on the cut-down day. Uh, what a difficult day it is. And it is, um, you know, guys getting released and um, you got to fight through it. And then they get to that point of the press conference. Was That was a good Howie story, by the way. That was a good story. Um, but he said, he, so at the beginning, he's like, we want, we're a family, we're close, we're all this. And then, and then at the end, when he's telling the story of Nick Sirianni staying with Zach McPherson, he's like, why are you staying with Zach? <laughs> right. What happened to the, oh, it, it cuts me to the quick to cut these guys. Why are you hanging out with Zach McPherson? Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, and and even better, even better was they let Dom hang with him. 
He yeah. throws Dom well, under Dom, the bus. That, yeah, Dom always. That's Dom's job. You see John Johnny Clark at uh, obviously Chauncer, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson at the airport, Johnny Airport, and there's Dom right next to him, walking, walking CJ to Philadelphia. Exactly. And you probably need Dom to walk around Philadelphia, but that's another story. But there you have it. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Tim McManus pointed that out to me, and I was like. I was laughing. Yeah, he's like, you're staying with Zach? Right after saying all that empathetic it's so stuff. so hard to cut yeah. these guys. We're yeah. family. Okay, Howie. Uh, and, and, hey, by the way, great trade yesterday, Howie. Upgraded the team roster. John and I wonder about the transition to the safety period. Uh, it, it, there might be some, to use a McMullenism, which is actually a Schwartzism, there might be some startup costs Yes, with Mr. Gardner moving yes. to the safety position. He's got but eventually, one week to prepare. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, man. Like I said, they they just had a veteran safety who who played in the same scheme with different terminology, and he was having trouble picking up the defense, according to you know, according to people in the organization. So. Can you pick it up? At a, or, or maybe they're lying. Maybe it's not hard. No, maybe they're might, just making excuses. That might just be a Kwaski Tart thing that uh, he's, they take some time to get up to speed, and we'll see if he lands anywhere else. All right. Uh, we talked about it with Kemsky. Uh, I want to go more on the record with you about it. Jalen Rager. Even here yesterday uh, on Birds 365 with hours to go before the cutdowns came down, um, there were whispers, rumors, call them what you want, about a trade for Jalen Rager getting close. Well, the time came and the rosters needed to be handed in and Jalen Rager was still there on the Eagles roster and he was not traded. I'm suggesting that those whispers slash rumors were being leaked by the Eagles to try and move the needle a little bit to see if they could drum up interest on Jalen Rager because I don't think there was any on the open market. And uh, as Kemsky correctly pointed out, sometimes after the fact, you people think that you're going to cut the guy and that's why they're not going to offer you anything for him. And then when you keep him go, oh, shoot, I guess we're going to have to pay if we really do want him. If Jalen Rager is traded in the next 24 hours or so, I'll eat some crow. But my take was there was never really any interest in Jalen Rager in the National Football League that nobody was offering anything that, yeah, we'll give you a sixth if you give us back a seventh, which became the major modus operandi. The couple trades around the league yesterday, John, yeah. you give up a, you give up a well, player and a that. seventh yeah. to get a six. So you're not even getting a draft pick. You're just getting a round in a draft by moving up. I don't even know if that was out there on the table for Rager yesterday. Yeah. Well, nor normally, you know, you can speculate and I, I see where you're going. I know what I know it wasn't the Eagles because I know who it was. Um, um, and 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 you know, Challenge Agent has been given permission to shop him for a long time now. So uh, he was making a lot of calls. Um, the Eagles, the Eagles were they want too much. I mean, that's, you know, could they get what you just said? Probably. They could have gotten maybe 
moved up, uh, like you said, move up around in the draft, essentially nothing for the player and gotten rid of them. Um, they've been, you know, how he wants something of value, what he describes as value. Um, but they weren't the ones leaking that. And, 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 you know, once Tyler Johnson got cut, um, from Tampa Bay, who's, you know, maybe a lot of it has to do with Tom Brady, let's be honest, but he's, he's made a lot of big plays, um, in Tampa Bay. And I'm like, if you want a receiver, there's so many receivers out there. Why don't just pick up Tyler Johnson, especially if you're at, at a deep, decent position on the waiver wire. Um, now if you're, someone in the twenties or thirties, you're probably not going to have that opportunity, but there's a lot of bodies at wide receiver. So I don't know. There were rumors. Well, how, how ironic would this have been after um, they traded JJ Ortega who got cut, but they traded him to Seattle with DK Metcalf. And there was a rumor going around that Minnesota was interested in Jalen Rager. Could you even go where Justin Jefferson is? Um, and it didn't break into fruition, but yeah, I mean, they want too much for Jalen Rager. It's bizarre to me. It's bizarre. Doesn't, well, cause we're not flies on the wall in the conversation that Harry Roseman's having with other general managers. So we're doing some pretty good assuming here and I could be completely right or completely wrong. I don't think anybody in the league wants him. I don't think Minnesota wants him. I don't think anybody wants him. I think that his value is close to nil on the open market. Uh, and much like everybody else, uh, San Francisco ended up, and I don't think we talked about this yesterday, the whole Garoppolo thing. They, they to their credit, by showing patience, uh, at least to a point, they got what they wanted, uh, a reduction in salary for the player. Now, they got to keep him now, and he's going to be looking over the quarterback's shoulder, and they are... I think kidding themselves to say, oh, it'll be no problem whatsoever. We'll see about that. But they showed the patience and they got what they wanted. What, what is the patience going to be the payoff for the Eagles here? That if they, they set there's their... No, there's no payoff other than what Jimmy said. They don't have a punt returner except Jalen Rager. I mean, Greg Ward's on injured reserve now. Um, you know, uh, Britton Cubby, maybe they bring him back on the practice squad. Uh, certainly he's going to clear waivers, so... Um, maybe they could find somebody. They really, yeah, Kenny Gainwell, maybe you can turn him into a punt returner. Um, you're not going to waste Devontae Smith. I mean, I, Quez Watkins can't be a punt returner. Um, they, they, <laughs> they need him to be the punt returner. And as far as receiver, He's not going to play unless a bunch of people get hurt. Right. I mean, I'm, and if a bunch of people get hurt, then maybe you can have this. People have talked about Nelson Aguilar, and he was terrible, and he was terrible, and then he had one good year um, or one acceptable year uh, during the Super Bowl, and he played great in the actual Super Bowl. Right. Um, the only way something like that, happens a redemption even if it's short term is if a bunch of people get hurt that's the only way uh, and then he would get an opportunity 
Otherwise, he's just the punt returner. And, oh, by the way, uh, just remind me, anything about his punt returning, you said, yeah, well, at least you're getting that, that he was good at it and that he made plays. Uh, I think of more misjudgments, feeling the ball inside the 10, deciding to take a chance, and sometimes it ends up not hurting you. You're trying so hard to make a play that you end up losing ground by going backwards or whatever. He had like one good punt return in two years that I can say, oh, yeah, there, there it is. There's that breakaway ability that the Eagles drafted him for. They've never needs. That was one of the things they said yesterday. He's always had that uh, ability. Uh, okay, he's done a good job of hiding it from me. Um, but d- what does well, he I actually said, do I, other I, than I, he's the only one who's ever done it on the Eagle roster as of right now? Um. I I will. He's had two good punt returns. Two? Okay, I'm sorry. I <laughs> he had, apologize. He had the touchdown uh, in Green Bay, um, and then he he had like a 40 yarder last year. But you're right. Um, he makes bad decisions back there. Um, it's it's the same thing with Jalen Rager and how we talked about it yesterday. He mentioned the word explosive. He's got explosive. Thank you. Um, he he does, um, and if he gets to the open field, but the problem is you got to get to the open field. He's not a good punt returner, but he's literally the only punt returner the Eagles have. Um, you got to have somebody do it. Uh, he's their best kick returner, to be honest, as well. Not because he's a good kick returner, because the Eagles don't have a good kick returner. Now, that part of it's not as important in the modern game. You just down the football, take it at the 25 and, um, you know, hopefully go about your business. But, you know, I think people forget Quez Watkins was the kickoff returner last year to start the season. He was worse than Jalen at it. To be honest, he was terrible at it. Um, I guess you can put Boston Scott back there. Kenny Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell's not had a good summer. Um, they they have an issue on special teams. They you know I when I asked Jimmy that and he's not the only one. <clears throat> I I'm I'm waiting for somebody to give me that answer. Like if the Eagles are going to underachieve, and I say you know everybody goes to the quarterback obviously, but if you take the quarterback off, if you take injuries off, I I I was hoping somebody would say special teams yeah. because. The field position, they would lose the field position battle on a regular, on the regular. And they're playing on longer fields. And that makes it really, really difficult. And they haven't improved the return game. They haven't improved the coverage game. There's no great special teams Chris Maragos-like players. Tyron Johnson hasn't shown that to this point. Um, Other than Jake Elliott, Aaron Sipas has had a good – um, summer, but he had a good summer last year. And so we have to see if he can continue. And he started well last year and then he faltered badly down the stretch. Their special teams weren't good last year. Nobody cares about special teams and that's evidence because nobody thinks about it. They don't have a punt returner. They don't have a kick returner and they can't cover kicks. If you're looking for somewhere where they're going to underachieve to me, that's it. Let me now focus it even more. Um, 
because coverage is coverage and you got to be able to cover. And they kept the guy like Sean Bradley because of his coverage ability. They're deep at the linebacker position. That's one of your, why are there more defensive guys than offensive guys? I'll tell you Sean Bradley. Um, and he better kill it on uh, special teams this year. Cause I don't know how often he's going to get on the field as an actual linebacker. Roster construction. Did the Eagles this year, and maybe even in previous years, so it's the Howie Roseman uh, time frame, do they not put enough emphasis on, I guess it's specifically punt returning? If you get one guy to do both, punt and kickoff, then that's great. If he's good at both of them, not just he's our guy because we don't have anybody else, because that's what you're basically telling me about Jay LaRega. Do they not put enough emphasis on that just in general? that they don't go out and get a guy. They tried with Covey, and he just wasn't good enough to, to merit yeah. If He came in and just wowed everybody. All right, guess what? He gets a roster spot because this guy's got a chance to be a top five returner in the National Football League. Are they either not dedicated enough to it or not good enough at it to be able to find a guy? Because it's been a long time, Johnny Mack, since he, you may have to go back to Brian Mitchell uh, to when well, the Eagles Darren, had a guy that put the Darren, fear of Darren. God in them as a returner. Darren Sproles, you know. Oh, they, yeah, thank yeah. you very much. You yeah. Thanks for the correction, yeah. Um, yeah, they should know because they had Darren Sproles, and they saw the difference when uh, Darren got later in his career and he used to get uh, banged up a lot. Uh, and you would see the difference when he was out there and when he wasn't out there. Um, same thing with Maragos. You would think the organization that had a player like Maragos for that long would recognize the importance of having a great special teams player. Um, I, 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 but, but Darren, in the case of Darren, Darren was a good football player. Like Darren was a great running back. Uh, Darren could do some things, uh, you know, catch the football, run the football. That seems to me that they're not going to keep a returner to be a returner or just a returner. And that's why I never even considered Cubby for my 53 because he can't play receivers. So they're not going to keep him just to return punts. And especially in the modern game, it's become less important than ever before because punters are so good and they boom it so long. Um, and and you have less punt returns than ever before, and kickoffs are even worse than that because yeah, of the kickoffs reason. are basically irrelevant now. Yeah, so you know if you have one, it's sort of great, but if you don't have one, you're sort of like, eh, who cares? And and except John Eagles... McMahon will go on Birds three sixty five and point out that you lose the field position game exactly. week in week out. Exactly, and it does matter. It does matter. Because if you're sitting there, and I always bring up Cordero Patterson because I got to cover Cordero. And I saw him beat Chip Kelly's team on presence alone. On prep, they would not kick the football to him. Yep. They would not kick the football to him because they were that frightened of him. And he'll take it out from nine yards deep and he'll make you pay. Um they're those those guys are few and far between. Um And it, but when you have one, you're like, wow, that's nice. That's, that's, that's a luxury. That's, that's a real luxury. When you got to sit there and say, you're two yards deep, kneel down, 
because you know you you're getting nothing um that's a problem it's not you know it might not be a big problem and i know nobody cares about it but it's a problem and the eagles lost that hidden yardage game last year consistently consistently and it makes it tougher to win games all right one last thing we gotta get a break in michael k is going to join us but it's not going to be for another uh 20 minutes or so opening week in detroit versus the lions by the way how we said fired up detroit's going to be fired up that's what I don't said. care whether Detroit is fired up. That's not the question. They can get it fired up. <laughs> I if just they want. wanted they're to not, throw it in there. They're I'm... not winning the game. Um, no, I'm even talking before they get fired up by actually going out onto the field. The captains will come out to the field and the referee will toss the coin. If the Eagles call it correctly, what's Nick Sirianni doing? Oh, he's uh, he's deferring. He didn't defer during the preseason. He took yeah. the ball. He's deferring. Yeah, no question. Against Detroit? I don't even have a problem with that. I have a problem with deferring when you're up against it. Like when you're playing Tampa Bay and you know you're playing a more high-powered offense. That's where I have a problem. I don't have a, a problem with I, – I don't – I'm not one yeah, who subscribes go ahead, to – Go ahead and take the ball, Jared Goff. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with giving that that's the way I would go because you want to sandwich, you want to do the Bill Belichick. That's what everybody's doing. You want to sandwich the first half score with the second half score, get the ball. And if you do that, you're going to win the stinking football game. So I prefer to defer when you're the better team offensively. When you're not, you got to be self-aware. You got to shorten the game. You got to you got you got to do it. You, what you hope to do is get the football going a 15 play drive, take eight minutes off the clock in the first quarter, score a touchdown, shorten the game. That's what you should do when you're playing Tampa Bay. When you're playing Detroit, yeah, give them the stick at football. Uh, take the ball, Jared Goff. I, I I won't be as upset week one when the Eagles win the toss and decide to defer. Because the main reason it annoys me is I think they do it out of rote because the analytics say you yeah, should they do, do it. Well, you they should do, do it. They yeah, do. but as John McMullen just correctly pointed out, oh, unless Tom Brady's on the other side, then then why do you let the analytics dictate your decision? How about we use a little football common sense in deciding whether we're going to take the football or not? The Eagles, I feel. That's just my professional opinion. All last year, they deferred, 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 deferred. And it shouldn't be that kind of decision. It should be an individual game-by-game type thing. But if you defer week one against Detroit, we'll be okay with you, Coach Nick. All right, he's John McMullen. I'm Jerry McDonald. You got your Mac Mac guys here on Birds 365. Yet to come, Michael Kay from the Pro Football Network. So stick around. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! 
Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim's my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. John McMullen and Jody McDonald, Mega Mac, Ice here on Bird 365. We've got a good crew in the room as of right now. Thank you very much for streaming on in with us. We're counting down just 11 days until the Eagles head to Motown to take on the Lions. Do us a favor, hit the like button. It'll help with our algorithm, whatever that means. Uh, but uh, if you're going to stream in on the show, we'd love you for it. Those of you who joined the conversation on the stream, thank you very much. While you're at it, hit the like button. It's, it's, I guess that's the way they judge how McMullen and McDonald are doing, how many likes we're getting. Okay. Yeah. So so do us a solid. Hit that like button. Yeah, All I right, Johnny Mac. Uh, I got to start saying, you know, CJ is uh, Ronnie Lott. We'll get more likes. Uh, yeah, but uh, you have certain standards that you stand by, and I do as well. But I did. Let me again repeat this for everybody. We like the trade. We, we like the it. trade, and yours truly, yes, uh, Sunday it was. After after the Dolphins did what they did to the Eagles, it was more of a Dolphin play than an Eagle play. I actually do think the Eagles can get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC because the NFC is a significantly easier conference to get to this year. That's why the Eagles are 22 or 25 to 1 to get to the Super Bowl. The Dolphins are 40. I think – we saw the two uh, championship teams from their respective conferences uh, in that final exhibition game. I bet the Eagles and the Dolphins to face off 
in the Super Bowl. So for all of you who call, oh, it's the Jet fan, Jody Mack. Yes, I'm a Jet fan. And yes, I'm trying to talk the Eagles into picking up Chris Strebler, who was Mr. Captain Comeback in the preseason, and the Eagles have no third-string quarterback. I guarantee you right now Chris Strebler is more of an NFL quarterback than Reed Sinnott. Uh, who I think will be an Eagle within hours and back on the practice squad. And I don't think it really helps. I'd rather read Senate than Kellen Mond. I'll tell you that. Uh, Maybe. Because I don't think think Mond can play a little bit either. I'm probably exaggerating, but I don't want to either is my point. Right, but they're going to pick up a quarter. It's got to yeah. be. Oh, and they if got they're not it. getting somebody yeah. from outside the organization, it's going to be seen. Yeah, back. it's you, probably. You're it's not probably. expecting the upset of all upsets and Carson Strong to be back on the practice. No. Right? Are you? No. Yeah. No. Now, Reed will probably be back. Yeah, you're right. Which that doesn't excite me a little bit, but uh, it, it may be the easiest thing to do, and that's why the Eagles uh, will do it. All right, Johnny Mac, uh, know you had your eye on everything across the league because, yeah, guys are now available, and, Howie Roseman is in his office. And again, we've kind of poked some fun at Howie today because he, he likes to attempt to poke fun at others. Um, but I give him credit. How long did that press gathering go yesterday? It was quite, I didn't time it, but it was quite a long time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And oh, by the way, as soon as you hand in your list, you're, you're continuing to work. It's kind of like after the draft ends, oh, the, the work really begins because you're trying to get undrafted free agents that you liked, that you had ranked high, that you could have taken, that you didn't, and the whole negotiation. And I want to ask you about uh, you crunching the math yesterday on the three guys who did make the Eagles roster who were undrafted free agents, money well spent. Um, But you need to do that too. And now he carved out time to talk to you and everybody else in the Eagle fan base uh, when he should have been upstairs working the phones and uh, going over scouting reports and trying to bet put the best practice roster together that he can. Uh, so good on Howie that he he cared enough. Well, about I'm not, I mean, that's part of his job. Uh, that That's part of it. He could have uh, cut it quick, John. That's my point. He could have given you 10 or 15 minutes to answer a couple questions and say, guys, I got to get back to the phones. And he didn't. He stuck around and answered the questions. Yeah. Well, Howie's savvy, though. He knows. He knows it's it's – it's easier to to grease the skids than not. Uh, so if he pulls that, you know, um, he's he understands how to play the game. Well, I'll tell you a guy who doesn't grease the skids, the coach again. Well, we're in competition mode this week, so we're really not going to tell you what yeah. we're going to do with well, yeah. Gardner-Johnson. Stop Nick's, it. We know what you're going to do. Yeah. Nick is crazy with the competitive advantage stuff. Um yeah, everybody knows. Well, not everybody, because some people are saying Avante Maddox is going to play safety. I'm yes. looking at you, Barrett. Um, not everybody knows. Um, so I think the Lions know. I think they're not concerned with it, uh, although they have their own problems. Uh, yeah, he's playing safety. I, I don't know. This coaching staff, you know, there was a time, I forget, you know, everybody does these sort of uh, video YouTube shows, the teams themselves now. And there was one team, and I forget which team it was last year, that showed some um, schematic things on one of their unscripted shows on their website. 
And Nick Sirianni told his coaches, if, 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 if that ever happens here, you know, you're going to get a, a chewing out. Uh, he's really, really um, obsessed with not showing his hand to the point it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of ludicrous because we all know what's going on, but um, if it makes him happy, it makes him happy. I don't, I don't know what to say about that with NFL coaches because he's not the only one. And as it's ironic to me, and I've said this on the show, Jody, as things get simpler and simpler and simpler in, in the game shifts and evolves to more of a college like atmosphere, because and by college-like atmosphere, I mean schematically, uh, because they don't have as much time with the players. It it they get more secretive. It makes no sense to me, because you know if Bill Walsh wanted to be secretive, I get that because he's doing stuff nobody else does. If Andy Reid wants to be secretive, I get that because he does stuff nobody else does. When when guys don't do different things and they're secretive it it's bizarre to me same here and i'll continue to point it out sorry i'm a sirianni guy i like nick i thought he was good hire i defended him after press conference one when everybody else was crushing him so what he he didn't speak as uh, fluently as people wanted Uh, i'm a fan but i will point out the things that i go what the hell is he worried about that for uh, because I think that's kind of our job. All right. Our job is also to get good, smart guys to join us. We've already done that today by uh, punching up the uh, winner of the Eagles roster contest, Jimmy Kemsky. We got another winning. Oh, Mike Shirley. He popped in the green room. Jumped in early. So we're going to get a quick break in and then we'll come back and finish this show strong with uh, Mike K from the NFL, uh, the Pro Football Network. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. 
revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. on the show it's been a while hopefully you had a great summer he's back to work for the uh pro football network mike k joins us here on birds 365 and you cut yourself a little short there you're looking big across the shoulders you've been working out k i've been doing my darndest to uh drop some off-season weight uh as you guys know this career does not lend well yeah, to, yeah uh, i know i yeah. know mike i just realized before i came on here speaking of self-care uh i was supposed to have a chiropractor appointment at 10 they're going to be very surprised when i'm on this if they are watching this show because <laughs> uh, um, i've got to cancel but i couldn't i couldn't not jump on with you guys this week oh we appreciate it mike uh, so, uh, unfortunately for the chiropractor, but we'll take uh, the good fortune. Uh, the Eagles had their own good fortune. Thanks to Howie Roseman needs your first reaction to the Eagles choir acquiring Ronnie Lott or, uh, AKA CJ Gardner Johnson. I think, you know, John, you can tell me if you feel this way too. I mean, I look, I know Philly fans and Philly writers are very, uh, strict about their their toughness, their edge on the field. Um, last season they came off kind of soft. You know the 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 defense was pretty definitely soft. the defense. Yeah, I mean, well, um, they played they played that way. Yeah. yeah, and I think when you bring in somebody like C.J. Gardner Johnson or Chauncey Gardner Johnson, whatever, we'll figure out what he wants to be called when he has his first press conference. But when you bring in somebody who can kind of lay down the law physically and mentally the way he can. I think it helps your locker room. I think it sets the tone. Um, you know, he is really by trade a nickel corner in the NFL, but he's going to play safety. Jonathan Gannon comes from the Mike Zimmer tree. And we know Mike Zimmer likes safeties with corner backgrounds. He likes guys with ball skills. And I think that's what they're prioritizing is Howie Roseman said yesterday. I think, their coverage in the secondary got significantly better with this move. Um, I've been on record, even covering it nationally. Anthony Harris was not the guy. Um, I was a little actually surprised that they decided to go with him over Rodney as the veteran hold holdover. Um, and I think, look, you're, you're seeing 
what came out of that. I think they're very, very high on Marcus Epps. And frankly, after the offseason that he had, I, I kind of agree with them. I, I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but I do think he's a starting level safety in this league. He has worked his way up from a practice squad guy to a, you know, a part-timer to, to a guy that can actually really fill a role in this sort of defense, um, given his background in Minnesota as well. And I think Gardner Johnson's a guy who really can fit a lot of roles. He can play big nickel. He can play uh, nickel corner. He can play strong safety. He can play free safety, even though that really doesn't exist anymore in this defense with the way they play zone. Um, I, I think he's going to help. And I, I think he's made this secondary better. I think he's solidified this new and improved defense. I punched up your latest missive for Pro Football Network. Ten most intriguing players cut yesterday, headed to the waiver wire. And you got two Eagles on there. Now, is that just uh, your familiarity with the team for all those years before you became a national superstar? Or do you actually believe these guys are going to be in high demand for a team and that are actually going to get claimed by someone rather than deciding whether they want to come back to the Eagles practice squad or go to somebody else's? Those two players, Wanoa Tungyai and Andre Sachere, you think they're going to get claimed? Well, I think you have to go with previous history, right? They both were claimed the last time they were part of final cuts. Um, I mean, you look at uh, Togi, I, I know that he had some interest before he re-signed to a future deal. Um, I would, <laughs> the tight end depth around the league is atrocious right now. The Giants roster, uh, their starting tight end couldn't be the third tight end on this Eagles team. So That's not um, good. I, yeah, I, I mean, think the Eagles have depth problems at tight end. Right, I they really do. do. That's yeah. how bad the Giants yeah. are. I mean, you look at the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers tight ends group is a who's who of who is who. Um, and I think, <laughs> I, I, look, Arizona. Arizona doesn't have a lot of tight end stuff. I appreciate you, Jody, for that. <laughs> Love uh, that. That's but, a great line. Yeah. Um, huh. You can use it who's if you want. Who, who, who. Uh, but I think uh, – I think – those guys in particular are interesting because they are very good on special teams. And those are the type of guys that get claimed. Typically there's like 15 to 16 guys that get claimed. Um, and four of them are typically from the Jaguars because they can't do their own roster moves, <laughs> evaluations. Um, but I think when you look at what they bring First, to the table, Tony Khan, Khan, Noah, uh, Noah Togiai has experience with Doug Peterson. They were furious yeah. when the Colts uh, claimed him in 2020, like, furious like it was not good um and they need some tight end help you could argue um you look at uh andre chachere the jaguars again cut uh rudy, cut rudy ford. ford yeah who i haven't paid attention with rudy but rudy was a heck of a special teams player yeah hell of a gunner but they yeah. cut him because they wanted to save two million dollars who can blame him chachere is making the league minimum you replace him with him makes sense to me i also thought you know john can back me up here but i thought he showed some growth in the secondary this year i thought he played much better yeah. uh, defensively than he did last year um low bar but i do think he I, I don't think he's completely unserviceable in the secondary so those guys were interesting also when i wrote the article it was before you know uh the five teams every year that hold their waiver uh, their cuts hostage uh, drop their stuff. And remember, this is just team players on the waiver wire. This is not including the veteran players who are immediately free agents. Um, so, I mean, we already saw Nate Sudfeld signing with the Detroit Lions. 
So I feel like I'm about to sneeze. Uh, but uh, let it go, I, Mike. Let it go. It's all I right. I think that um, you know, from that standpoint, if you look at this this list, uh, these ten players, they're all players who can bring depth. They're not like guys who are going to move the needle, and that's not what waiver claims are for. No. But like, no. you look at somebody like John Leglu, who who got cut by the Steelers. He can play long snapper, he can play center, and he can play guard. That could appeal to a lot of teams. You look at somebody like Tyler Johnson, who has some legitimate experience for a playoff team uh, and has deep threat ability. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jaguars try to claim him too. Um, so I, I think there are some guys on that list that really could draw some interest there. Yeah, I think the waiver wire is always overrated. We'll see. It'll be about – it's usually between 40 and 50 guys uh, because of, for that reason, football is not like baseball where you can plug and play guys. So I want to kind of uh, fold this into uh, CJ again, because it's a week and a couple days before the season opener. And you mentioned Andre Sacheray and, he was cross-training. He was playing nickel corner. You see this mentality of the Eagles to have, uh, they were cross-training Josiah Scott, Andre Sacheray. They brought in Ugo Amadi for that short period of time, who has nickel safety sort of versatility. Um, but this it, it's 10 days before the regular season. Can you get somebody up to speed that quickly to being a, a, a starting level player in the NFL, even a talented one, even even one a 24 year old athlete with traits. Can you get him up to speed that quickly? Are we specifically talking about CJ? Yeah. Yeah. I think with the, I don't think Gannon asks a lot of his safeties. I mean, yeah, they have to do a lot of things, but mentally I think it's a lot of reaction. Like you have a general task. Defenses are typically ahead of offenses in training camp because they have less to schematically think about. Right. So I do think it helps having somebody like TJ Edwards out there who knows the defense, like the back of his hand, who can help him line up. Marcus Epps has been around pretty much the entire, like outside of Kaiser White and Hassan Reddick, the back seven has been around, right? And all of his teammates have or have been around for a while. A lot of There weren't a lot of guys that made the team uh, outside of the starting level players that they brought in this offseason that weren't here and haven't been in this defense. So I think he can kind of rely on that. Um, I, I think it's going to take some time. I don't think you can hit a home run right off the bat with him. I think you'll see a little bit more Josiah Scott than you probably would in in weeks after that. But, um, oh, excuse me, my nose. Uh, yeah, I, think- I mean, well, it, it, I guess what I'm saying is, and I'll use Joukowsky Tart. So the the you know he played seven years of safety in sure. in San Francisco on a really good defense, on a, in a big Fangio scheme, and that's essentially what the Eagles are going to run, right? Uh, sort of morphing off what he does, and you know the spin was Joukowsky wasn't picking up the terminology quickly enough, and all of a sudden you're bringing in a guy who's played real safety. And as you mentioned, it's sort of morphing, but 80 snaps, I think, in his career uh, per pro football focus. And if Joukowsky can't get it, and he's been in this scheme or a very similar scheme, how's this guy going to get in 10 days? It's just something that 
Because I loved the trade when it came down, like everybody else. I loved it. I said, wow, nice job, Howie. And then I started to think about it. I'm like, eh, this might be a little bit more difficult than people might be imagining. Well, Am I off base? I, I don't think you're off base. I, I do think that this is not like, <clears throat> like a, an ideal situation, but I do think his natural talent helps. I, I do think his body type fits what they want to do with strong safety. I think his speed, his, his uh, physicality, but yeah, I do think it's going to be a process. I think that first month is going to tell us a lot about where he's at. All right, Mike. Uh, my last question is this, and you can, if you feel the need to explain it, if you can do it quickly, because we're uh, sort of running out of time. Um, however you rank, teams in the national football league on both sides of the ball 32 teams in the nfl this is the number one ranked offense the number two rank this team is whatever statistics you put up into it to come up with the way that you rank all the teams in the nfl both on offense and on defense who's higher on the list the eagles defense against all the other defenses in the national league national football league or the Eagles' offense against all the other teams in the National Football League? Oof. I would say the offense is higher just because I know more about them. I feel like we're not going to really know what the defense is until we really see it in game action. Uh, the offense, I know what they're trying to do. And really, if you think about it, they've only added one new starter. Right. On defense, they've got a plethora of new players. So I'll go with the offense. <laughs> I think it can be a top you know, nine to 10 offense in the league. I think the defense will be kind of middling early on and maybe they'll find their footing once all the pieces kind of come together. But like I'm with John, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, last one for me, Mike, everybody who watches this show knows when Mike K is on, where it's going to end. Um, <laughs> all out clash at the castle or both. What's Mike K going to, take in i think i'll be sleeping at my castle when uh. the castle uh, <laughs> um look i i think both cards are interesting uh clash of the castle is free that's true that's so true. uh it's not free you gotta pay for peacock now yeah you do actually but. i think we we lost our free peacock so yeah, yeah. so now um, they make you pay for it yeah i don't like know I mean, neither now. neither card does anything for me really really being honest all right, all right. Uh, I'm excited that? to see the environment in the in the big stadium in Cardiff, Wales, at least. Yeah, it should be a spectacle. You don't think there's any chance of taking a belt off Roman, do you? No. No, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Do it. I, it that goes against it. everything in WWE's philosophy. I think yeah. they will eventually. I think they kind of booked oh, themselves in the corner. They should have made this a three-way and, and had Drew win but pin the non-champion to make it controversial. Uh, there we go. Creative, Tony Khan. Look, my case creative. So, hey, maybe Austin, Theory, maybe Austin Theory cashes in in the middle of the thing and then gets pinned by Drew. That's the only way I can. By I the way, I'm loving this new Triple HW. I'm loving Yeah, it. I think it's great. You could say the word wrestler. People are getting their names back. Riddle is Matt Riddle again. He's got a first name. I love it. I, I love it. They took away my first name. I didn't yeah. even do anything. Yeah. Hey. <clears throat> yeah. And, and on the underside, uh, Triple H incorporating WWE guys back to NXT. 
Last hey. night's show was uh, one after the other after the other. WWE yeah. show showing up to make their their pay per view interesting. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm 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 loving it, and and I like Tony as well. So I root for AEW as well, but he's up against it, uh, Tony Khan right now. Don't I, don't, I don't so. believe in Michael K. He hates Tony Khan because of Orange That's Cassidy. Not. Oh, just, I do hate Orange Cassidy. He, he just any Tony's insane. To put that guy on television. I like. Do you like Orange Cassidy? I love bit? Orange Cassidy. No. There you yeah. go. Okay, you and I, buddy. I I, mean, I actually think Trent is an absolute star in the making. Uh, uh, and uh, they uh, they refuse to take him off the tag team ranks. I mean, come on. There's there. It, it it's a visual industry, and one company's showing up with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and on and on and on. And you're throwing freaking Orange Cassidy out there and making Wardlow slip on banana peels. Come on, Tony Khan. I like Stop laughing. It. I like yeah. it's entertainment. It's not that's the thing. Like I, I'm not expecting a five star match, whatever that even means anymore. Yeah, that's uh, Dave Meltzer. He knows. Yeah, no, I, I know, but like I don't even really know what that means anymore. No, it doesn't mean anything. It's stupid. Now you have seven stars. What does that mean? Uh that seven means, stars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I do think it's kind of weird that AEW doesn't have a a, a main event in place. As of... well, it's CM Punk versus uh, 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 John Moxley. We just uh, saw that. Why do we need yeah, to see right. that again? And do we even know? It's if a CM good question. Going to be able to wrestle? He uh, is able to wrestle. Right? Also, work, suspension yeah. of disbelief. The guy hurt his ankle, could barely play uh, perform in in that match. So we're supposed to believe just two weeks later, this dude's going to be in tip top. Shame. Yeah. Like, come right. on, well, he's like, an underdog now. He's a big underdog. That's the whole booking philosophy behind it. Right, but I used to go to like James Bond movies with my dad, and my dad would openly in the theater be like, "Yeah, right." Like that's how I feel about the booking here. Oh, that's interesting. Who's your favorite James Bond? Everybody uh, says Craig. Sean Connery. Daniel Craig. It's not even yeah. close. Daniel Craig was better. Sean Connery's phenomenal, but Daniel Craig turn uh he did something with that character it was unbelievable i, I, I agree it, with you i think the I, casino royale is like one of the most special movies of the 2000s like it's really although quantum solace might be the one of the most boring action movies yeah I've that wasn't my life so that wasn't great yeah. should should i keep it to myself that i actually thought roger moore was pretty good roger moore's great no, he's I love fine him. he's yeah. fine the, the opening of Casino Royale, the opening scene is one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah. yeah. The so only many. thing it was missing was Orange Cassidy. Had it had oh. Orange Cassidy <laughs> in the opening scene, then it might have been the greatest. I'm telling you, Tony, if you're watching, I literally look for the remote when he comes on the television. I will physically, if I don't know where the remote is, I will search to turn off your television show. John, I'm still waiting my uh, stateside vodka care package. What's the deal with that? Oh, that's right. I got. I got to get that. When he's going to get you to state? You know what he does when he's got to get you to stateside package? He puts his hands in his pockets. No, honor of orange cast. That's that's well done, Jody. People are not going to get that. If you're in stinking Voorhees, text me and I'll give it. to Tell me where you are and I'll freaking drive it to you. Okay. Well, we're probably going to grab lunch soon. I'm sure. So. Mr. Right, K, buddy. always a pleasure. If you can get to the doctor before the day is out, we don't <laughs> want to see you laid up. We got you got eleven days to get ready for the season, so don't be going on the IL. We 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 need you involved. We appreciate you jumping in with us today. Thanks for having me.
That is Mike uh, Mike K, formerly of NJ.com, now Pro Football Network. He is their big dog covering the entire league. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be more Eagles-specific when we punch him up. But we get Mike on during the year, too. We're going to talk about all things National Football League. when He's fighting through allergies, too. Well done. Allergies. He's got a bad back. He's coming apart at the seams. But he came through for his buddy John McMullen hopping on before the season uh, got underway. And I didn't even get a chance to ask him. Uh, so I'll just ask you, last question for you, McMullen. Same thing I asked him. Eagles rank where as compared to the other 31 teams in the National Football League offensively? Eagles rank where as compared to the other 31 defensively? What's the rankings of the two sides of the ball? I expect the defense to be higher than the so offense. Do I. Uh, well, they were 10th last year. I'm saying, conve- like, what are we doing? Conventional rankings? Like, However, however you do it, because there isn't. I know the standby is yeah, the advanced per game, but stuff. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it, it's interesting because the advanced stuff, I think the offense is going to be better. But the traditional ranking that you still see that everybody uses, that the NFL uses, I think the defense is going to be better. Um so yards allowed, I think the defense is going to be better. Um, but I think there's a lot of hidden things with this offense that makes it better because of Jalen's unique skill set, as I always say, that makes it better than it looks on paper, explosive plays, things like that. Um, so it's kind of a weird question. But I would say defense from the traditional um measuring sticks that the nfl itself uses they cracked top 10 either one defense cracked top 10 last year they better crack top 10 this year they were the 10th ranked defense in the nfl last yeah, year see that that's why i don't uh, yeah. subscribe to just yards per play no, yeah. so they better damn well crack top 10 all right uh i'm with you though i think the defense at this stage right now and yeah we got to see how uh gardner johnson fits in as a safety eventually they're going to be better. I, I, no question in my mind, he's going to get up and, to speed. And, and by He'll the way, fine. Jody, I he might not be that good out of the gates. I guarantee one thing about Gardner Johnson. Nobody heard me say I like the trade. They just heard the, uh, the he's, context. He's not story. Ronnie Lott. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you and I are exactly in lockstep on that one. Uh, JM, good stuff. We got a make way. Rick Saratella coming up next uh, with the football playbook. You and I are back here tomorrow discussing who did or didn't get scooped up for the practice squad. You going to join me? I am going to do it. Mac and Mac in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365. The destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365.